Welcome, my friends, to the most spirited season of them all. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. Ladies and gentlemen, bats and ghouls, Mickey, Minnie, and all their friends have come together at this spookiest time of year to say boo to you. Good evening, and welcome to episode 15 of the Diz Explorers podcast. It is Monday, August 22nd, 2016. As the summer is winding down, next thing that falls in line is, at least in the Disney universe, is Halloween. So this episode, we are chock full of Halloween facts and stories from all different all different places around the Disney universe. We're going to explore Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and the cruise line as well. And tonight we've got a full cast for the first time in a couple weeks, so this is going to be really great and really special and lots of stuff. So get yourself a drink, unless you're driving, and put your, <laughs> put your earphones on and, uh, and get ready for some Halloween Disney extravaganza. <laughs> Joining us tonight, we have, back from a couple weeks of bouncing all over the place, is Melanie. Hi there. And we've got Adrian. Hello. And Jessica. Hello. And Crystal. Hey, you all. And Milford. Hello. And I'm RJ. So we're going to start off tonight in in Walt Disney World because that's what I'm most familiar with. And then each of us is going to just give you some information on, like I said in earlier, about the cruise or Disneyland and the different themes and events that they do uh, on those respective properties. So over in Walt Disney World, we have what's called Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And to the best of my knowledge in doing research, this began in 2005 as a special event, a hard-ticketed event, which means it's not included in park admission. You need to buy a separate ticket to enter the park for this party on select nights during September and October and believe the first day of November they still do the last party. The Halloween party, basically what happens is around se- at 7 o'clock p.m. on a party night, the Magic Kingdom becomes officially closed to normal day guests unless you have a that special ticket, which... Now it's linked to your magic bands in days past. It used to be an actual separate card they used to give you, and then you swipe that to get in, and they gave you a bracelet. That way cast members knew who belonged there and who didn't. Now they won't officially throw you out of the park, but they do, as it gets going, try to usher people who don't aren't wearing those bracelets out of the park. Um, and they are very strict about that as, as the night goes on because it really is, for what you're paying for it, you want to be... You know, it's 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 a limited ticket, so the park isn't full to capacity, but it has gotten very busy over the past couple of years as far as to the amount of guests that they let in. I think they've been widening the 
the numbers on on how many tickets they sell. So, you know, the park is as dark as normal, but it's got Halloween-themed music playing over the speakers throughout Main Street and the different areas. It's got, uh, I believe now they do nice uh, projections and, like, swooping bats and pumpkins and stuff that are... Uh, over the around the buildings and stuff on Main Street, the decor that they put out in the parks for the for the fall season is just to me it's it's like a shade behind the Christmas decorations. I mean the fall stuff is just f- fantastic between the the colors of the foliage and the, all the pumpkins they put all over the place. I mean the Magic Kingdom really is decked out head to toe in in pretty much. F- Focal focused more around the Main Street area, but it does spill out into the other lands to to some extent. The merchandise that's out, everything is just fantastic. So as far as the party goes, it's just going to give a basic rundown, and then we're, and then we'll uh, share some stories with you of stuff that tips and tricks and stuff we've liked and and costumes and and all that. So for the for the Halloween party at the Magic Kingdom, it's they offer a they have a parade. It's called Mickey's Boo to You Parade, which is a great parade. Only run on these on the party nights. So the characters are all decked out, and usually every year or every couple of years they're in different uh, costumes. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last one I was at. I think Mickey was a jester. Donald was in a jail uniform. Goofy was, I believe, Count Dracula. Uh, and I think Minnie was a witch, I believe, and they've they've rotated to different things. So the parade comes down Main Street, starts in Frontierland, and works its way around this, the same parade route as the day parade. Uh, and they run that parade twice during the party. At eight, well, first one's at eight thirty-five, and the second one is at eleven fifteen. Um, so the park I should have started at the beginning of the park. Like I said, seven o'clock it starts, and it's open till midnight, and that's you got that's the five-hour window for the for the party. Then they also do a special fireworks show called Hollow Wishes, and now since they've been doing the projection show, the Celebrate the Magic is usually 15 minutes before Wishes, so about 9:45. And then also in between that, new last year for the Castle Stage Show, it used to be the Villains Mix and Mingle, which had a, a great group of villains that you wouldn't normally see that. That aren't out all the time. I know Dr. Facilier was there, Hades, the Evil Queen, Maleficent, I believe the Bowler Hat guy they in- introduced last year, and a few others I just, I just can't think of. That ended two years ago, and last year was the first year they did what's called the Hocus Pocus Villains Spectacular. So it's based on the movie with the Sanderson sisters. So they're up there. I have not seen it yet, so I don't know much about it. But they run that show in between the parades and the and the fireworks. So that's they run that four different times a night out on the uh, Castle Four stage. So you can certainly line up for that and get your spot for everything all at once. Kind of same, I'd say same uh, procedures as you would do for the regular nighttime fireworks and parades and projection show. You just kind of find your spot and stay there. The problem with the Halloween party is there's so much other stuff going on. There's trick-or-treat stations all over the park where you line up and they can give you candy. They hand out bags for you. And there's dance parties that they do at a couple different spots, usually over in Cosmic Rays. Uh, Sometimes in the old Diamond Horseshoe Review, they have one. And different characters are themed there. Usually the one in the Diamond Horseshoe has been Woody and Jesse and Bullseye. And... The one over Cosmic Rays was always Stitch that I remember in there. 
there's no way to do it all in one party. <laughs> there really isn't. And there's they like I said, they roll out a ton of different characters that are usually never out. I know Jack and Sally are meet people over by the not the town hall uh, on the on the left side of Main Street, in between the the bank and where the firehouse used to be. I guess it's still the firehouse, but it's a, the trading card station. So that always gets a big line. And I, Snow White and the Seven and all Seven Dwarfs are are out. I believe back in Fantasyland, probably I would. They used to put them by Splash Mountain, but I think now that the mine train is open, they're over there now. And quite a few other ones too that I, I, I think Aladdin and Jasmine I believe are there as well so it's you know it, they give you maps and special times guides with along with it so you can make your way around and f- kind of figure out what you're going to do and and how you're going to go about your night you know the ride lines are generally shorter because many people who go for the first time and many people go and there's two different, there's kind of two different, there's three different, I guess, groups. There's people who go and they want to hit all the rides because people are waiting because the other group of people like to see the parades and the fireworks and all that special activity. Then the third group of people like to hit all the different characters. So it's, you kind of pick which one you're, which, which flock you're going to go with <laughs> and, and make your night uh, in that way. The only other thing I, I see that they've done, I've, I don't know if they've done it in years past, I did notice that they do it this year, is there's a premium package they offer on top of the party night price for an extra $70, it looks like. It's called the the Hollowishes premium package, I believe. And they do that at the Tomorrowland Terrace. So what, the, what that includes is at 7.30, with your extra payment for this package, they escort you, uh, people over to the flagpole in the in the circle on in the front of Main Street by the train station, and that's where you view the parade from. After the parade is over, you all walk back to the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, and then you're seated out on that, that patio there for to watch the projection show and then for wishes to start at 10.15. So it doesn't seem like a bad deal if, you know, if you're into that. And it, it includes dessert and... and there's no drinks because it's the Magic Kingdom, but maybe sparkling cider or something along those lines. So that, that's another thing they offer for an additional fee. That's the basics of it. For me, myself, I've been to th- I've been to three parties. First one I went to was 2007 when my kids were way too young to go to it, and I really didn't see much other than part of the parade because it was one child was sleeping in a stroller and the other one was clutched to me with his fingers in his ears because everything was too loud. <laughs> so that one was, uh, I didn't really see much. Hello. <laughs> and then the next one I went to was 2011 and that was when we all kind of got dressed up. I was in full pirate regalia as, as Blackbeard from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, we did the Pirates League. Uh, my My son was Jack Sparrow. My wife was dressed up as a pirate. I believe my daughter, because she has to be different, was dressed as Batman. <laughs> I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> I don't know. Long franchise. Yeah, well, uh, so, and then, then we went again in 2013 with a large group of us, and I did not bring the whole giant costume that year. The kids dressed up. I believe my daughter was Batman again. I think my son wore his... Jack Sparrow again with his cousin, and I just brought the uh, the hat, and I think I had a shirt, and that was about it. So I've, you know, I love it. It's my other than Christmas. It's my second favorite 
time of year to be down there because of like of the decorations and I like Halloween anyway so it's just it's just a lot of fun and my wife and I are going again this year just the two of us and because all the rest of my fellow (laughs) troop members are going on different Halloween excursions I had felt the pressure not to be the odd man out and ended up buying tickets the other night <laughs> to get the it's for the Halloween Disney party, peer so. pressure. I know. I know. You've, you've gotten in with the wrong crowd. Yeah, that's, that's all true. Right. <laughs> we, we are, we are trouble. That's okay. It's persuasion in a good way. So <laughs> now that I've yammered on about all the boring stuff, I'm going to open up the floor to the rest of the crew and, and, and we're going to touch on some of the other things, the cruise line, and Jessica can fill us in over on Disneyland. So, floor is yours, troopers. <laughs> I'm just listening because I'm going to my very first one in, like, less than two weeks. Oh, so, wow. I know. So, I'm really excited you to learn it all. I don't know what group I'm going to be in. You're going to love Those you, three. You're, <laughs> you're going to go nuts, Adrian, because you can't – it's hard to – plan it because it's I know I'm struggling I I can the only advice I can give you is character wise like the only people if you definitely want to see Jack and Sally you pretty much got to get there they open the park up at four if you're right to get in for the party and I think people start lining up not too long after that (laughs) in that they usually start those characters early too they'll usually put them out about five thirty six o'clock okay they okay. don't wait till seven, especially those ones that get long lines. Uh, okay, that I did I not feel know. Like, so there you go. I feel like I'm. I feel like a very a person. How people must feel on their very first Walt Disney World trip because I don't. I have no. I have no idea. I don't know how to prioritize. I don't. I'm like. <laughs> I feel like a fish out of water, but I'm also so excited about it. <laughs> My. So. Oh, it's the best. I mean, we've been to I think three Halloween parties now. We've done a few. Um, without kids and then one with our son, you do get an annual pass holder discount. So I know you're uh, officially an annual pass holder now. So it's it's only a few dollars, but it's definitely <laughs> worth it if you haven't purchased your tickets just yet. Oh, we but, already have, but uh, there's also a DVC discount. DVC too. discount, yeah, Park on DVC. select nights though. On select nights, yeah. Yes. Well, I highly recommend getting there early and just doing some people watching. Like, just just show up at 4 o'clock and sit there at the plaza with some ice cream and watch everyone walk in. It is so much fun. Like, we random people were coming up to us and taking pictures of, like, our family costumes. But, I mean, just the, the creativity that goes into some of the costumes is amazing. So, I would say get there early, watch everyone come in, and you cannot miss the stage shows as well as the parades. Those two are, I mean, they're just incredible. The the Hocus Pocus stage show from last year, the characters do such a good job. I mean, they nail the Sanderson sisters. They, it's, it's such a cute show. Yeah. I mean, even their, their mannerisms and stuff. Um, And then the fireworks show is amazing. And that's really what separates it and makes you feel like it's worth paying the extra money for the tickets. Because otherwise you are just getting a regular, regular fireworks show. They have a castle show as well as a parade. Um, but it's the fact that you can only see it at that time it, during the Halloween party. In addition to that, you know, the, the cast members, they wear different costumes as well. And then they put out some uh, sweet treats. You know, they do the apples and um, Rice Krispie treats and stuff that are um, Halloween specific. And then they'll also have special merchandise, merchandise during yeah. the Halloween party. So they'll do pins. And then a cool thing that we always try to collect during the parties is the Sorcerer Mickey cards. So they'll do a special one um, for just the Halloween parties. So you, it might be Chippendale or um, 
Nightmare Before Christmas character, but you got to go in there and there's only a select number for each night. So I recommend doing that early. Wow. Right. Yeah, definitely. Even the, even the merchandise, I can attest to that because what they do is they pretty much only sell it at the Emporium on Main Street and I believe maybe one of the bigger shops in Tomorrowland. But all the shops, what they do is the doors are closed, which you usually never see. The doors are closed and every entrance is is has a cast member staged by it and they're going to ask to see your your proof now that with magic bands they probably just scan to make sure you're a paid party guest because they really want to make sure that the merchandise and the special stuff is for the people who have paid their extra money to well, get get the stuff yeah with that even though that your ticket is on your band they still give you a wristband yes they st- yes they still do give you a separate yeah. wristband and and i tell you and I can tell you from experience, if you do, if you forget or do not get your stuff the night of the party, you can go back the next day, and this happened to me because I forgot to get the shirts just because with the kids and everything, it just didn't work out, and I went back the next day, and I, I spoke with a manager at the Emporium, and he said, as long as you can prove that you were here, so this is when they were, this was before Magic Bands, it was, they had the hard ticket, like it was another swipe card, so I brought that in. And guy said, okay, and he let me purchase whatever shirts I wanted to purchase. He went in the back and you know, asked me what sizes and colors and so on and so forth. So as long as you've paid for it, you're still entitled to that merchandise, even if you can't get it that night. I mean, like if this was in 2011, so f- five years ago. I-, I don't know that that policy would have changed, but you know, I know it's a pain to carry bags around, but some of that stuff does sell out fairly quick. Uh, I know you're going the first weekend, Adrian, so I think you'll be safe as far as yeah. that with the shirts and stuff like that. I, I'm I'm a junkie with stuff like that. Any special event, <laughs> anything, I, I have to have it. So <laughs> that's always important, high on my list. <laughs> yeah, it's great that you're going early, too, because the crowds aren't as bad. You get more like podcasters, bloggers in the in the beginning. And so they're not really on the rides. So if you're looking to hit several of the rides, that's a great time to go, too, because the lines are going to be short. But the closer you get to Halloween, the more locals go, and it will sell out. Um, the week yeah. leading into Halloween is packed, and they've added in additional parties. Just I think they only did it a couple days a week before, and now almost every single day they have a party because they're able to sell it out. Yeah, I think it's like four days. I think it's four nights a week, and that Halloween week it may be five or six nights, and those get expensive. I mean, the, the closer you get, the price goes up. Yeah. All right, so here's my question about rides. Y'all are talking a lot about, you know, the rides are shorter, the lines are shorter. Is it, like, actually shorter, or is it, like, Disney line shorter? No, no, like- it's, it's it's actually short. By the end of the, by the time the second parade rolls around at 11.15, most stuff is just a walk-on. Oh, that's Yeah. Cool. With even, yeah. like, I mean, Thunder Mountain's going to be closed. I'll use that as the example. I, I remember going on that and just getting off and getting right back on. <laughs> it's, you know type thing as the, as the night goes down and people tuck around and kids are shot and they're they're wandering out of the parks the, the early parade will be the busiest because people line up for that first because then it's the trifecta it's the parade you're standing there you hit this class you you watch the stage show then the celebrate the magic and then hollow wishes at 10 after 10 usually the people with younger kids who are already kind of shot i won't say as a that it happens every time park won't empty out but there'll be a pretty m- big mass exodus after hollow wishes 
and maybe a third of the of the crowd will will, will get out of there because they've seen what they've want to see and like and younger kids are done by then. So yeah, yeah, that'll probably be me. You know, my kids can't handle that. Right. But you know what, <laughs> Adrian? Honestly, if the first time you're going, if that's if that's what you get done, then you know what? Like Crystal said, you've you've gotten your money's worth because those right. three those three shows, four with the Castle Show, really are worth the price of admission. Yes, it's fun going on the rides at night in the dark and stuff like that. But you know what? They're still the same. They don't do anything different inside the rides. What my wife and I try to do, we usually get into the park about 4 o'clock. And because people know the park closes early, they start clearing it out of the park about 4, 35 o'clock. After that parade at 3 o'clock's over with, they know there's not fireworks. They're out of there. Yeah. So we go and we try and catch a lot of the rides then so that we can save the time during the actual party to see all the shows. And then the other thing, there's, there's a few other entertainment options in the park as well. If you go to the paddle wheel boat, there's uh, storytellers on that. And you actually sit in there, and they tell little ghost stories. Oh, right. Yes, uh, yes. There's the band, the, the little four-piece band that roams around in Frontierland. They dress up basically kind of like zombie-looking things, and they walk around in the park playing Halloween music, mm. It's which is kind of cool. I will add that there's a dance party in Tomorrowland as well. And a lot of times there you can catch The Incredibles. So Mr. and Mrs. Incredible was out there. Um, (laughs) Buzz Lightyear was out there. And I think Space Goofy was out there as well. I believe, yeah, that's really cool because you never see him in that costume. You haven't seen that since Epcot in the 80s. Yeah. I don't think it's that crazy costume, though, that... uh silver one with the rainbow oh no it's not the the crazy (laughs) silver one no but that's that's the one they do outside by that uh where they do like tomorrowland christmas show and stuff yeah yeah well it's that old stage right there in front of where the skyway station used to be yep 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 they do the whole dance party there yes and on since you mentioned that other entertainment i forgot the the dapper dans are out as well but they are called the cadaver dance yes and they they are all done up in makeup and they sing halloween spooky songs and stuff like that and those that is fantastic to watch because those guys are awesome anyway but to see them out of their regular character and and their makeup is done to the nines like they look like dead people it's fantastic it's so cool even if you just get pictures of them or something and but yeah it's there's no shortage of stuff to do on the night it's really it's really a shame that it's not like you know starting in the afternoon <laughs> for for people because there's just so much to do. Yeah, just to add to that, you know, when we were there last year, we did see some longer lines. In particular, the candy lines got pretty long. Um, you know, I would say 30 to 40 minutes to get candy um, per line, but we were raking in candy. I mean, our son isn't even old enough to eat candy, and we left with just <laughs> bags full of candy. Um, it was they have crazy. a quota. Yeah, they are given so many boxes of candy, and they what try kind to get candy. Them. Oh, it's all over the place. It's it's really name brand stuff. though. They it's, give you the good stuff. It's good stuff, yeah. and I I think it's a lot of Nestle stuff, and uh, yeah, it's it's Willy not Wonka, like, Nestle, Willy yeah. Wonka's part of Nestle. Yep, it's it not junk. Pretty much all Nestle stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, and good there stuff. and there were squirrel nut zippers in there. What? You guys do know what a squirrel nut zipper is, right? No. <laughs> I know the band. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it, they got the name from this candy. It's actually a little peanut butter piece of candy that's kind of crunchy, but got a kind of 
peanut butter center in it, and they're awesome. Oh, never but heard. But they of give that. those out. So they give a lot of that penny candy stuff out too. Hmm. So you remember the old, the old like, I call it saltwater taffy, but it's not. But it had the peanut butter stuff on the inside of it. No. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a candy right. person. So. <laughs> but yeah, they have a quota, and if and their theory, the cast members' theory is, is they don't want to have to truck any of that back to storage, so they give away all of it if they can. Mm. I actually had cast members tell me that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I mean, they were just dumping candy in our bags. It was crazy. <laughs> and then the line for Haunted Mansion, that one stays pretty strong. That one seemed to be, you know, 45 minutes to an hour the entire time. And they, they, they did have characters on the lawn during the the queue. And oh, they were yes. interacting with, with the guests as they went through the line. So that was really a unique experience that they don't typically have. That's right. I forgot about that. They have that. Oh, I can't think of what her name is supposed to be. She sits on the bench, like up on the hill where the uh, yeah where the carriage is, and she's just spooky as all hell, and 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 talking with people and 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 messing with people and stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's fantastic. That's really cool too. Yeah, and you can just walk up there and watch her, even if you're not in the queue line. But I forgot about that. Yeah, and then if you are taking your kids with you too, I would recommend checking out either the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or um, Pirates League, and they could potentially like grab their costumes there and have the full. You know, makeup, hair, everything to get them ready to go for the party. Um, but you do have to book that in advance because I think it fills up pretty quickly. But I, I saw a lot of families doing that where they would go into the Pirates League um, as a group, get the Pirates bar put on, and then head out into uh, the not-so-scary party. Yep, definitely. And if you can't get it booked at the Magic Kingdom, it's open at Disney Springs again now, too. Oh, okay, right, right. They moved it out of World of Disney. Yes, yes, that's right. It's in a new location. Cool. Yeah, so there's there's tons of stuff over at Disney World. Um, what about the? Um, aren't there new rules this year about costumes? Yes, uh, we can go over those quickly. Yes, yeah, so basically, they... no. Go ahead, Mel. No, I was wondering, and if it was it just for Mickey's Not So Scary, or is it for both coasts? I I did not look at the Disneyland version, but I gotta imagine it's the same across the board. Basically, they're their guidelines are, you know, they, they reserve the right to deny admission to anybody who's wearing something that they fear is inappropriate or that can be a bother to the guests. Guests may dress as their favorite character, but they cannot pose for pictures or sign autographs for other guests. Uh, costumes must be family-friendly, not be ob- obstructive, offensive, objectionable, or violent. Costumes may not contain any weapons that resemble or could be easily mistaken for an actual weapon. Costumes may not contain sharp objects, pointed objects, or materials that may accidentally strike another guest. Guests who do not adhere to these guidelines may be refused entry or and or removed from unless his or her costume can be modified to meet the standards. Now, that's the general rules. For, for children 13 and under, some masks may be worn as long as it does not cover their entire face and their eyes can be seen. And then for 14 and older, the extras are layered costumes or costume props that surround the entire body are strongly discouraged and may be subject to additional security screening. Costumes may not reach or drag on the ground. So I know that was a big thing that's new for this year. So for people who are making their own costumes for princess dresses and so on and so forth, they can't touch the ground. they got to be, I guess, above your ankle at least. Uh, And capes, this was another one. No capes. (laughs) 
Um, actually, you can wear a cape, but it cannot go below the waist. So it kind of loses the effect, but if you still wanted to do it, you could. Um, themed t-shirts, blouses, sweatshirts, and hats are acceptable. And the only acceptable accessories are transparent wings, for example, fairy wings, uh, plastic lightsabers, toy swords, which I'm surprised, and tutus. Headwear can be worn as long as it not cover the face, and no masks of any kind. So that's that's for the above 14. So I, I'm assuming over in Disneyland and all the other parks, it's it's the same. Yeah, and the wording about saying like T-shirts and themed stuff is acceptable had a lot of Disneyland people at least really worried because they thought that meant adults couldn't wear costumes. Um, but a friend of mine actually called them to book her ticket so she could specifically ask, and they said, no, adults can wear costumes, but I guess the reason they phrased it so vague is because they kind of wanted to discourage it, which is definitely different from years past. Right, absolutely. So those those are the changes. I think the most major one is the the dresses and the capes and the layered costumes, those I don't remember being as strong, but additional security measures that they've had to do over the past few months, and so I guess it was is this is the result of that. So, you know, for those of you making your own, or I think any off-the-rack costume is safe, any princess costume and so on and so forth that you can buy, I believe. None of them really drag on the ground. Should be safe in that respect. All right, so I know what I want to hear about. Is definitely uh, what goes on on the uh, on the cruise lines, and so we've got we've got three people on on this on this crew who have been on Halloween cruises. So let's uh, let's hear what they have to say. What goes on, on on the ship? Some hijinks on the high seas, which I believe is <laughs> what it's actually called, isn't it? It's Halloween on the high seas, oh, and <laughs> I'm actually going to have to, I mean, I do have information about it, but this year I am going on my very first Halloween on the high seas cruise, so I have been in full-on research mode and figuring out what I can plan and what I can't. It's only a three-night sailing, so there will be some overlapping of the Pirate Night festivities and the Halloween on the high seas festivities, so... I'm looking forward to listening to your experience. While we're on the subject of costumes, Disney Cruise Line also has a no face mask policy for anybody. They do use facial recognition software as part of their security protocol. Basically, I always tell people if you're not in your stateroom or if you're not in one of the public restrooms, just consider yourself on camera. <laughs> if you're <laughs> anywhere outside of your stateroom or a restroom, you're on closed circuit security cameras. So they do use that facial recognition software to make sure that you are supposed to be on the ship. And face masks are a no-no. They do allow face masks for posed character meet and greets only. You may put on the mask while you are in front of the photographer, but before your party leaves the photography area, that mask has to be removed again. Although why anybody would want to stand in line for however long you're standing in line just to put a mask over your face... <laughs> while you're know, meeting yeah. the character right. is beyond me but yep. you know <laughs> I guess that's so probably I, that's probably more for the kids maybe you know some. I, I think it's a, I guess, a partial safety issue as well at sea and, and just like at the parks now there are no toy guns allowed any replica rapid weapons replica weapons can you even say <laughs> that one if they are realistic 
replicas, they may be not necessarily confiscated, but you may be encouraged to return it to your stateroom. Although I'm thinking most pirate swords, as long as they're obviously plastic, are going to be okay. And as long as lightsabers are obviously store-bought and not homemade, they do not allow homemade lightsabers, I guess, because they can't control how dangerous they are. Although, darn if you know my kids could do some damage on each other with some lightsabers. When episodes one, two, and three came out, my kids love lightsabers. <laughs> but they are allowed as long as they're the store-bought variety. Um, even though that they're technically replica weapons, it, it's okay. But there are a number of events and special goodies that Disney Cruise Line has that I'm looking forward to experiencing. So, Milford, you've been on one of these, haven't you? Yeah, we actually went last year, and it was the Ooh. first. It was the first weekend because we went Labor Day weekend last year, and it was the first weekend of the Halloween on the high seas, at least on the Dream. It was a. Well, it wasn't the weekend. It was through that week, so it was a four. Uh, night five day and you know they have some really cool stuff going on so in the lobby so for christmas they put a giant christmas tree for halloween they have this giant tree that has a face on it and it has pumpkin lit up kind of like uh jack-o'-lanterns hung in the tree it's the pumpkin tree it's the pumpkin tree <laughs> and and every night they have a little show where the guy that comes out looks like the guy with the dog from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, cool. <laughs> He's the he caretaker. Out, he kind of comes out with a lantern and comes kind of hobbling out. And he does the story about the pumpkin spirit and summoning the pumpkin spirit from the tree. And when they summon the spirit from the tree, the pumpkins in the tree all light up. And and there's this pumpkin pumpkin spirit voice that's really deep and growly and comes out of the tree when they do this it's <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome that's cool and they i think they do that every night uh now on the most of them they didn't on ours because they didn't have the tree up until the third night <laughs> oh they no were, they were still a little behind while well, they were still through the night getting stuff put up because the labor day weekend cruise was not a halloween on the high seas cruise they uh, the night of that cruise uh, for the Halloween night that they have, which will be different than the pirate night. Your fireworks and everything will still be on pirate night, but they do have Halloween parties all over the ship. So they'll have a Halloween party for the kids in the atrium. They show Nightmare Before Christmas up on the uh, uh, funnel vision on the top deck, uh, and they have an adult Halloween party in the adult area, which. Last year was kind of comical. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> well, some of these adults come in some pretty uh, <laughs> strange and some raunchy <laughs> costumes. I could only imagine. Um, and knowing the, the, the crazy a... crew I'm sailing with, I have no idea what to expect. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, a bunch of travel agents. You're, you're... I am going with a bunch of travel agents. It is going to be so much fun. I will probably be the tamest one there. Maybe then we want pitch <laughs> then we want pictures and documentation of the, well, the funniest. The funniest, be, the funniest thing it. of the Halloween party on the ship last year for the adults was there was a guy dressed up as Deadpool, and and the and the and the uh, the 
entertainment host kept calling him Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the crowd would keep yelling, that's not Spider-Man, that's Deadpool. And it's then chimichangas! He, they please the entertainment do host from Europe, he's like, who the heck is Deadpool? <laughs> everybody in that the crowd booed him, so... But there's a lot of cool stuff that happens, and Mel, you'll have a blast. You will. Oh, have I know, I will. I'm trying to think. My costume know. is more of a Disney bounding kind of thing, so yeah. it, it, it's it's more the spirit of the character versus a literal interpretation. So, so as far as characters go, I mean, obviously they'll have Mickey and Minnie, and and you know the Fab Five pretty much all in Halloween costumes and the right. Atrium for pictures. Uh, there'll be princesses all over for pictures. They'll have Jack and Jack and Sally. Uh, probably they usually have them up in that area right outside of the uh, Disney Theater uh, or the Walt Disney Theater. And then I'm sure, even though he'll be out on Pirate Night, Jack Sparrow will be around the boat. And uh, usually Pirate Stitch mm-hmm. up to both parties. Uh, there's a multitude. I mean, the Chip and Dale will be in Halloween costumes. And then there's a stage show they do up on the top deck for the Halloween night as well. That's kind of like the sail away party. So it's like a 15 minute show. Cool. Nowhere near as big as the pirate night show, but still kind of fun to catch. Yeah, this will be our second Halloween on the high seas. Um, So we're getting ready to go at the end of September. So I think it's the, first week of the Halloween on the high seas cruise. Um, but last year we had a ton of fun. Um, the decorations are awesome. I mean, they do just as good of a job as they do in the parks and they'll have like the, the big windows, the portals will actually look like a jack-o'-lantern. Um, they'll do like an overlay on all of the windows and just deck out, um, the big lobby area. When you come in, in addition to the tree, there's, you know, they have banners with the Halloween colors And then the trick-or-treating in the dance party was a ton of fun. Most of the time, you had to play a game in order to get the candy. But our son was so young, we didn't really worry about it. But there are um, trick-or-treat bags that they put in your room. So there's an opportunity to get quite a bit of candy on the cruise. And then this year, I saw that they're doing um, costume contests. So they have best group, most Mickey, most spooky, and most original during the Mickey's Mouse Parade. So pretty cool stuff. I'm I'm excited. We already have our costumes all picked out. So nice, cool. Fun. What, so what do you what, what are your guys' costumes? You must reveal now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going super cheesy. Our son loves Cinderella right now. Um, so our son is going to be Prince Charming, and then Mom has to be Princess um, of Cinderella. <laughs> so I'm going to be Cinderella. My husband's going to go as the one of the mice. Um, Gus, and then my in-laws are also getting in on this. So my mother-in-law is going to be the fairy godmother, and her boyfriend Aww. is going to be the coachman. And then my nice. mom and grandmother, I think we're going to go Lucifer the cat, and then possibly another mouse. So we're going to have like the entire um, group in on it. That's fantastic. Now I must. Yeah, so we're pretty pumped. I, I must ask, how come your husband doesn't get to be Prince Charming? Well, my son is Prince Charming. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was trying to sell him on being an evil, uh, evil stepsister, but he was not going for the other stepsister vibe. Yeah, so I I was like, I would have done that, and I would, I would have wore the big butt thing for the dress too. 
<laughs> oh, it would have been hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't convince him of it. And then we also got our son a Captain Hook outfit for Pirate oh. Night. So nice. he's going to get to kind of double up on outfits. Cool. That's awesome. How about you, Mel? What's your what are you gonna do for your I know you're not going full out, but what's your I'm not because I you know, poor poor me, this will be a working cruise for me so that I can get a lot of things up for DCL prep school. You know, it, it's a hard job. <laughs> Somebody has to work on a Disney cruise. <laughs> so I'm going for comfort so that I can easily move around. I have I found while I was shopping with my daughter a beautiful little sheath dress which for you guys who don't know what a sheath dress is it's you know kind of a tank top dress a little bit of an a-line to it and it has these aqua little bitty aqua colored circles all over it and when you stand back they look like bubbles very little mermaid and then in another store i found the perfect purple shrug that is the same color as her seashells so I've got the purple shrug with the bubbly little mermaid colored dress and I haven't figured out my shoes yet, but my daughter has looked through all of her seashells and accessories to help accessorize myself so that I definitely look the little mer- like a little mermaid. Nice. So that'll be fun. It, it's a nice way for me to be comfortable yet still definitely festive. It was so fun when I found that purple shrug sweater to go over the dress i was ecstatic because the colors (laughs) are perfect so anybody who's been disney bounding when you find the perfect accessory to complete the disney bounding outfit you just you know how good that feels oh yeah i'm very excited i also have even though it's kind of the same night i may wear it during the day just for the pirate day part of it i've got a mr smee kind of outfit going on. I've got the denim capris with the blue and white striped shirt and the brown sandals and the red toboggan kind of hat that he has. Nice. And I might just, I'll probably just have to wear my glasses that day and go without the contacts so I can be my, That's I can awesome. be all in my Mr. Smee gear. That's cool. So I, I've got a, the, the one two punch. I've, always, I've got both of those going. So I'm excited. There's so much going on. I, I'm looking forward to my first spooky juice. Hopefully they have that this year. I did see on one of the navigators from last year, hopefully they'll do that again this year for the kids on board in Vibe. And it's not just exclusively for the Halloween on the high seas, although I think it's definitely much more in the spirit. They In the Teen Club Vibe, they do a really cool thing with the kids where the kids make a movie. And the movie is called Zombified. And there are pre-recorded portions with Disney actors. Not nobody you know, but... There are pre-recorded portions, and then the kids star in certain segments as well. And then I guess the vibe crew members, the counselors, they edit it together, and it's one 15-minute movie. And they, on our cruise, they played it in the Buena Vista Theater. But it's really cool. You get to see your own kids play parts in the movie, and then it's up on the big screen. But they, that's something that they'll do while they're in the kids' club. So check out your navigator, because I remember... When they were recording it, that was on the navigator so that the kids knew that that's when they needed to go to be a part of it. And it, it was really neat. Uh, I got to say, seeing my kids up on the big screen like that was so funny. So if, if you've got teenagers and you don't know exactly what they're going to do or if you think it's a little, if things like the masquerade party 
doesn't seem like it's up their alley because, you know, they're teenagers and they're too cool for little kid stuff. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my, my teenagers behave like four-year-olds the entire time we're there and they just love it. But it is nice that Disney does have things just for them as well. But I'm also looking forward to the Haunted Stories at Sea where they have up on Funnel Vision the spooky ghost stories. So they'll have the creepy sea captain telling spooky stories up on the Yeah, those deck. were those were pretty cool last year. Kind of so. corny, but they were pretty cool. <laughs> hey, I, I'm okay with a little bit of corny. It's yeah, all good. Well, you know, f- find me a Disney show or something that is, isn't corny or campy, <laughs> and you know, I got a bridge to sell you. You know, I that's mean, that's why we like it. I was just going to say, that's part of why we like it. it the stuff fits, it, you know, it works all the way around. The kids like it. They don't get most of the humor, but they're seeing the characters and they're they're getting the experience they want, and it keeps the adults engaged because. You're looking for the underlying part or the, you know, none of it's ever raunchy or out of place, but it's just, you know, the timing is great on it. So, and it's the cast members usually that, that sell it and really make it. And I, I know it's not Halloween, but the best way you can see a show like this that'll, that's running currently on a daily basis is either the Frozen sing-along in the studios because, those people they have as as the historians are have got to be some of the best, and I'm sure some of it is is scripted lines, and I'm sure they go out of the lines many a times, and just play off each other, in the hope you do review. You you can't. I mean, it doesn't get any better than those two shows for campiness and just all around great humor. I mean, neither have anything to do with I love Hoopty Doo. We need to do an episode on Hoopty Doo. Oh, I'd love it. Yes, yeah. please. We must. Yeah. I, I don't Research know trip. Yeah, for real. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's the first thing on the list. I, for April, our, our we can make our reservations on October 10th. And I told my father, because he's the one that's going to be doing it, I said, the only thing I want to do, and the kids want to see it again too, is Hoopty Doo. I don't care where else we eat. We're doing that show again. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we, save that, um, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but about a, it was almost two years ago now we were there, and we were at the table that is plum smashed up against the stage. So we mm-hmm. were front and center, and I didn't think I would like it because I'm like, okay, my neck is going to break. Mm-mm. But loved being right there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to give some time to hoop to do because it, it deserves some love. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys will have to convince me on why I've never gone. Oh, shit. <sighs> oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a long hiatus for me. Because I had it went as a kid with my parents, and then it was a long time before I brought my kids to see it again. Yeah, we um, just last year for the first time did Trails End buff- Buffet. Oh, man. So, wow. Yeah, same we'll food. Be back yeah, same, yeah, pretty much. Same food. Yeah, yeah, I know they're right next to one another, right? <laughs> they are. Same food. So I was uh, that close. <laughs> uh, oh, man. the good thing that is that the wine and I think some a beer is included in yes. the meal with Hoopty Doo. So yes. it, unlimited. Okay. Oh, it's unlimited. Yes. It's, oh, you, it's, adult beverages are included. It's it's. I think it's just wine and wine and, and beer in beer. But oh, let me tell you, and I'm the only one who drinks in beer in my crew. My parents don't drink, and my wife doesn't drink beer. Oh, there was a lot of pictures of beer that I drank that night. To myself. <laughs> so well, when Disney's doing the driving, I tell you what, man, and it was, and you had some good choices too. It wasn't just like 
Bud Light. I think I had pictures of Yingling. So it was yeah. you know, good stuff. And just to bring it all home in full circle, the characters, you know, for the Hoop Dee Review, Google it. Great costume options oh, yes. for these Halloween parties. Great Absolutely. costumes for Hoop Dee Doo. So if you're looking for inspiration for what on earth to wear, check out. It's very Little House on the Prairie meets Broadway. Yep. Simple costumes. At least like the fellas' costumes very are. Simple. Just like, yeah, think like Broadway vaudeville, you know, the 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 high pants with the suspenders, striped, you know, uh, vertical striped shirts and big lapels. You know, the, the the girls' costumes in the shows are the big poofy dresses and stuff, so I'm sure you could always do something very similar to that, maybe like right. poodle, poodle skirt length instead of full length and not as gigantic. More of an homage. Right, yeah, but you can you can definitely get really great ideas from, from that show, absolutely. They, they absolutely do, so check and, that and, out. And it's great when you see people thinking outside the box like that doing stuff i mean yes. seeing seeing regular characters and the ones that we all know are great but when every once in a while like crystal said you just and we've we did that one year too we just kind of we were already at the park and just kind of sat down somewhere and just yeah just watch the people come flying coming through the gates and in various forms of how they're dressed up and it's it's i mean every once in a while you you know you do a double take you're like what's what's that supposed to be and you're like who are they supposed to be and you know, and you try to figure it out. So what I've always wanted to do with the group is I've seen the T-shirts that I'm not sure if they had it made or if they used one of those, you know, Disney-inspired T-shirt sites. But there was a T-shirt that had the logo for Beverly Soda on it. Uh. <laughs> so I'm thinking if we could get the logos for the entire fountain of sodas... Then you know the whole group could go as as club as club, cool. club cool yeah ice station cool club or whatever cool. it's called now yeah. exactly whatever it's called now yeah. <laughs> we we could all go as the club cool kids that's a, club cool club kids that's hysterical so I, something very simple yet out of the box and whimsical so I'll be Beverly or actually I think I want to be that ginger ale one which one's that well I I'm, I'm the resident Italian so I can be the Beverly one <laughs> I'll take claim I have a, for that horrible soda have that a picture comes of, from my country <laughs> it's your people yeah. I have a picture of my son drinking that for the first time and the face is it says it all there's but yes so there's Beverly t-shirts or a hoot they crack me up when I yeah. see them there's people that go down there and do I believe some of the sorcerer radio gang and they do like a yearly thing where the guy goes down there one of one of the DJs and does like 10 shots of it in a row and then they 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 vlog it and put it up <laughs> on their website and it's hysterical it's just and and I know there's people that do that they go down there yearly and it's they see how many shots of that stuff they can take before they've had enough of it and I just don't like going in that place because your feet stick to the floor <laughs> you walk in and it's like <laughs> Weirdest. It's so strange. It's it's like I, I gotta imagine that's how flies feel when they get stuck on paper. There's like <laughs> Ursula where there's suction cups. It's, uh, it's just like oh, it's the it just weird. feels so wrong. It's like this. I know it's clean because there's a guy there mopping every three seconds, but damn, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just odd. Like I, I don't wear flip flops around the park because my feet can't handle it. But that's got to be even worse. Like the it's like if you lose a flip flop on that floor, to f forget it. You're, you're hopping out. <laughs> anyway, we're getting uh, we're getting off on tangents as we like to do. Who was? Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it seems like the cruise has just as much offerings as the as Magic Kingdom has. There, 
they do. And, you know, the another great way to celebrate the Halloween on the high seas is with your door decor. Door decor is a big deal no matter when you sail with Disney Cruise Line. The door frames to your stateroom, the door, not the frames, the doors themselves are magnetic, meaning you can stick magnets on them. Disney Cruise Line does not allow you to use adhesives, but they will let you use magnets to stick decorations up to your door. Or if you've ever heard of a fish extender, the fish extenders, they, they hang off of a fish or a seahorse, which is adjacent to your door. Um, but the Halloween door decor is so much fun to look at. I've been looking at that online, trying to decide how I'm going to decorate my door this <laughs> year. So in addition to all of the great things that are already offered you can't, it, it's a great way to get excited for your trip to, you know, prepare the magnets, to get a little crafty. Most craft sections at the big box stores, or if you do have a craft, big old craft store in your area, they sell either magnet paper, which is, you know, eight and a half by 11 that you can actually put through your printer to make magnets or little magnets that you can adhere to the back of something to make it magnetic so that it can stick to the door itself if you are making magnets though i highly suggest getting a very strong magnet for maintenance purposes disney paints those doors frequently so there are several levels of paint between that steel door and your magnet so you really do need a strong magnet and they tend to slam kind of hard it's part of the water safety features that they have. So get strong magnets, decorate those doors, and get excited for the holidays with that. Magnet As paper. And Crystal, yes, magnet paper. Oh, Crystal sorry. just put up her Halloween. <laughs> I'm looking at our group's Facebook page, and Crystal just put up fantastic Christmas door decor. That's amazing and adorable. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I just use construction paper and then purchase. You know, it's like magnet on one side and then like double stick tape on the other and yes. just use that on the door. But yeah, like you said, it it takes some full strength magnets because every time you close the door, it might slide down if not. Um, and exactly. then we love to use a dry erase board too. And my husband will post trivia questions when we leave. And then he's so excited when somebody comes back and tries to answer the question throughout the day. So that's another cheese ball thing that we do on the cruise. Oh, that's cool. I've also seen on that, you know, where it has like this day in Disney history. Like the one of the days that we're going to be at sea is October 1st. And it'll be the 45th anniversary of the opening of Walt Disney World. So, you know, little this day in Disney history snippets on the doors. I've seen people get, you know, real geeked out with that. And I love to see that. I'm like, that, that took some forethought to... Say, okay, which days am I going to be out at sea and what, what's been happening, you know, historically on this day. So I love to see how people just get in. And some people will just throw up whatever magnets they have, and that is great. And others, oh my goodness, you can tell the thought that went into the meticulous placement of every magnet on the door. <laughs> I, don't, I, I'm, I, think, I think I'm somewhere in between the two. I like to have a theme, but then there are some magnets that I've had from each and every cruise, and I like to put those on the doors, too. So I, I think I'm halfway between a well-designed door and let's just throw up the magnets. <laughs> <laughs> but they are also it's also a great way to find your door in a long corridor of doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scene out of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it really can feel like that. <laughs> All right. Well going from Orlando to the seas. So now 
Let's head over to the West Coast, where the Duchess will fill us in on all the uh, Disneyland doings for the Halloween, because they have their version of the Halloween party at Disneyland. Yeah, before I do, I just wanted to ask Adrian, did you guys finalize your costume? Are you doing Star Wars? We are doing Star Wars. I was actually just checking to see the status of my order. <laughs> so who's going to be oh. who? Well, my daughter is completely obsessed with Ray, So she's Ray, And my son is BB-8. And then I'm going to be Leia. And my husband is going to be Han. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm really excited, too, for my costume. Because, you know, the I didn't want to go traditional Leia white dress thing. But... All the other costumes were too hot. There were too many layers. And I thought September in Florida, that's never going to work. So um, I found some white flowy pants and a white flowy top. So I'm not like afraid of showing some things on some rides or anything. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. Cool. And then you'll see me with my hair and the double buns on the side. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Got to complete it. (laughs) that's awesome okay so disneyland happenings so we also have a halloween party but um the difference the the parties are pretty much the same based on what you described but i guess the biggest difference is that disneyland's is not advertised as being not so scary it's just called mickey's halloween party and It's definitely not on the same level as, like, Universal's Horror Nights or anything like that, but it's definitely darker. The focus is all about the villains to the extreme. I'm not even sure if Mickey and Minnie are out that much. I don't remember seeing them much the last two times I went. Um, And there's meet and greets with all the villains basically, like, take over Fantasyland and Main Street and sometimes Frontierland. They're just everywhere. And just like you guys were saying, it's the obscure ones, too, like Frollo and the Queen of Hearts and Lady Tremaine and um, Dr. Facilier and just the people that are never normally in the parks. And then there's a parade of villains, too, that comes down Main Street, which is really cool. And they kind of like disappear from the street and all of a sudden there's all this smoke and then they kind of parade down the street and then it launches into the Halloween Screams uh, fireworks show which starts with Zero from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, the dog. He kind of goes through the sky, and then he starts the show, um, which is pretty cool. There's definitely an excessive use of fog machines um, through, like, (laughs) New Orleans Square and Frontierland, which I love. It's so cool. We have the Cadaver Dance, too, and they go on the Rivers of America, and there's so much fog that you can't even see the water, so it just looks like they're floating. It's awesome. It's amazing. Um And they do have some special treats and stuff, too, kind of like you were saying, and special merchandise. But that's not really as big of a deal, I don't think. I don't know a lot of people that wait to go and buy that merchandise because most of that stuff is already for sale. Um, They have a lot of trick-or-treating stations, too, just like it sounds like in Disney World. Um, But I think the big draw is really just kind of the ambiance because most of the lands have something Halloween-ish. So Big Thunder Ranch is gone now. It was kind of the back area of Frontierland, so I'm not sure what they're going to do this time. But in previous years, that became the Haunted Trail. And you'd walk through, and there were scary noises, and there was like a thunderstorm, and you'd hear rustling in the bushes, and it was just kind of ominous. 
And then they have these scarecrows in Frontierland that I thought were just animatronics or statues or something until he started yelling at me and he, I, I started screaming because he just jumped up behind me and scared me. So <laughs> they kind of have like little things like that scattered throughout. Um, and then there's the dance party. And uh, other than that, I think it's pretty much the same as what you, you guys were describing. But the only other... Su- major event I can think of is you can buy a package that I've never done because it's really expensive but you have dinner in the Blue Bayou which is the restaurant inside Pirates of the Caribbean and Dr. Facilier hosts it and they have special performances in the bayou and there's there's fog in there too and then you get premium seating for the Halloween Screams fireworks show so that's kind of like the exclusive package that you can, that you can get but other than that, it's just spooky and fun and, and awesome. And just like Crystal said, my favorite thing to do is just look at everybody else's costumes. Every year we always get dinner at this restaurant called the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, which is right on the corner uh, on Main Street overlooking the castle and the hub and everything. And it's just people watching. The costumes are incredible. People come up with the most clever stuff and it makes me feel like my costume is so lame in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really fun. Cool. Now, do they do anything at California Adventure, or no? It's just strictly Disneyland. They used to have the Halloween party only in California Adventure, actually, and people were really mad because they were they thought it should be in Disneyland, so they they moved it over. And when the park closes for the Halloween party, everybody that doesn't have a ticket kind of hops over to California Adventure. So actually the worst time ever to visit California Adventure is either during a grad night, which is those are always in California Adventure, or during the Halloween party because people, I think California Adventure stays open later. Usually it's only open till 10 p.m., but because they all have to leave Disneyland for the Halloween party, I think they keep it open later um, for the Halloween party. So both parks are jammed. It's just opposite crowds it's like normal visitors in california venture and then characters everywhere in disneyland so it's kind of funny gotcha yeah they do the same thing here they'll they'll extend the hours at the other parks not so much animal kingdom until at least the nighttime stuff gets going but epcot and um and or the studios will usually have late extra magic hours to take the burden of people that have to get out of the magic kingdom as well just so they're not Stuck in their hotel rooms. I mean, now with Disney Springs, though, that's that's it's going to be a whole different shuffling of people this year because may, maybe a lot of people will head down there, make right. more dining reservations and so on and so forth. So we'll, we'll see how that all unfolds this year. So I have a quick question. So with Haunted Mansion, do they still do the overlay of The Nightmare Before Christmas? And is that pretty cool if they do it? Yeah, they do it from September through Christmas. So it doesn't debut during the Halloween party, but it's just just like what you were saying in Disney World. It's the only ride during the Halloween party that has a ridiculous line. I don't think I've ever been on it during the Halloween party because it's always like 90 minutes to two hours. Um, but it's a completely different ride with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. It's a lot less spooky and it's much more like cheerful because... Obviously, if you've seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack wants to have a, a happy Christmas. He's not trying to be scary. So there's cheerful music playing and there's Christmas presents everywhere. And um, the dining room smells like gingerbread. And it's it's very, very different. It's still really cool, um, but it's it's like a different ride, basically. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. closed. It takes them forever to do it, too. Isn't it closed for like a month or, or a couple of weeks before the to do the overlay? 
It's it's like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Um, the Space Mountain closes for like three days to become Ghost the Ghost Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the Jingle Cruise happens in like late October, early November, and that's like a week or so. But the the long one is the Haunted Mansion, and I guess I could see that because there's so many props that they add in. Right. It takes a long time, but it is cool. I don't like Ghost Galaxy though. I'm not a fan because. The projections are so big that to light them up, you can see the track So it, in a lot of places, so it kind of ruins the effect that you're like flying through outer space because oh, you can see yeah. where you're going. That's ter- yeah, that's bad. Yeah, they don't do anything with so. the one in the Magic Kingdom. I've I've never, I've never been to Disneyland, so I've never seen any, either one of them, but I do have the audio for both of those, and I do, I do like the, uh, the ride audio for... The Haunted Mansion overlay and the Ghost Galaxy soundtrack is pretty cool. Yeah, my favorite part of the Haunted Mansion overlay is the elevator stretching room because they have this really, well, you've heard it if you've listened to it, the creepy, ominous, yeah. like, Christmas carol. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah, it is yeah. very odd. And I know we're not there yet, but I, I like the uh, the Small World one as well, the, the overlay that they do with that. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. they do that too. I did, yeah, we did do the Jingle Cruise when I was there last Thanksgiving, so I did get to experience that. So that, that was pretty good. I mean, I like the Jungle Cruise. It's it's up there with one of my favorite things. I know it's campy, and I know it's it's corny, and if you don't have the right skipper, then it kind of ruins it. I mean, I've been lucky over the years. I haven't really have had too many duds, and I'm generally the only person who laughs on the boat unless my father's with me. He laughs too. So, so I know they always appreciate that, and I always tell them good job when I get off the boat and give them thumbs up, and I'm dorky like that. But listen, they got to say how whatever their shift is, they're saying that thing so many times that you know you got to make it funny, and you got to be oh absolutely, you got to be into it. You can't just stand there a humdrum because then it's just then then it's a brutal ten minutes. You know, if 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 nobody's laughing and you're not you know putting it all out there for it, but. So, you know, but the Jungle Cruise one was good. It, it was pretty funny, the the change around and stuff. So no matter which coast you're on or <laughs> even if you're not on any coast and you're out at sea, there's there's definitely plenty of doings for for the Halloween party. Just wanted to share a couple other personal things I remember just from <clears throat> Halloween party and experience-wise for the from the three that I've gone to. Uh, like I said, the first one I didn't really get to see much because my kids were way too young and it was too late. And it was, you know, we'll save that for the mistake episode where you just, you know, I kept them out longer than they needed to be out. So it was just, uh, everybody was just uh, miserable and not having a good time that one. But the second one that we went to, they were older and dressed up in costumes and everything. And that was a lot of fun. That was, uh, Jack Sparrow was out, so we had waited in line and because we were all in pirate costumes and my son he talked to my son and it was great i've you know pretty good pictures of of that and i just kind of stood there like an idiot and clammed up because i was just like i'm standing next to jack sparrow and i'm dressed as blackbeard i should probably have something cool to say or do some sort of interaction with him but i just stood there like a dope and just watched him interact with my with my kid and and you know (laughs) That was enough for me, but afterwards, I remember talking to my wife about it. I'm like, "What an idiot, man! It's just like, like a like a bumbling fool standing there, you know." Because even though it's a it's a character and it's not Jack Sparrow or Johnny Depp, it just still was. I don't know. I still get that way when I see Mickey Mouse too. I'm like, eh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, 
but I do remember that trip because that was 2011. So that's when the last pirate movie that's out on Stranger Tides came out. So they had a walk around Angelica character and she did meets and greets in the pirates in the queue where usually Goofy is dressed as a pirate. So she was doing meet and greet there and we had done the Pirates League earlier that day. Uh, so I, you know, got done up in that, which didn't really make me look much different because <laughs> I think I had a beard at the time and I wear a bandana anyway. So just kind of did some other stuff. So taking a picture with her, with her was really cool. She she totally played into it because I have a big pirate theme tattoo on my arm. So that was cool. And I remember when the parade was coming, she was out on the float with Barbosa and Jack Sparrow. Those of you who are familiar with the parade the float that he's on. Jack Sparrow's way up at the top. Barbosa's kind of midway through, and they had Angelica standing, I believe, down on the lowest level of the float. And I'll subscribe to this just because it's me and it makes me feel special, but when we were standing kind of in the hub on near Tomorrowland, on the bridge going over to Tomorrowland, and when the float was coming around the corner from the hub, I remember seeing her and, you know, waving or whatever, and, and I remember her... I say she recognized me because... I was undoubtedly the only dude walking around in full pirate costume with the hat. I had a full gray beard on and a gray wig and, and the whole nine yards. I don't know that she recognized me from earlier in the day, but she she nodded and, and tipped her hat. So I'll always go with that. She, that was special for me because I was technically her father dressed up as Blackbeard, but who knows? Could have been some other little kid behind me that she was doing it to. But So that always sticks out to me, and I that, that makes me feel special. Even though it probably was all for nothing. but So anybody got anything else for Halloween? I could share a little story, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, so two years ago, I went to the park with my roommates, and we were the, the cast of Frozen, and I was Elsa. And when we went into Tomorrowland, um, there was a whole parade of stormtroopers coming through, and they spotted me, and because I was visiting royalty, they cleared the pathway for me. And they bowed to me, and then they <laughs> escorted me to the photo area, and they all took pictures, like kissing my hand, and it was, and I got escorted around the land. But I, I had an army by the end. It was really cool. <laughs> that's that's really cool. That's I love stuff like that. Like I, I you know, I, I geek out with stuff like that because it's because where else is that going to happen? That it's not going to be you know creepy, you know? Right? It's, yeah. It's like that was awesome. it's, that's fantastic. That's really cool. <laughs> the only other thing I can think of on top of all the entertainment and. Candy Station and everything else, they do, I believe, have other special, no special foods. There are restaurants that are open. I don't think everything is open. A couple of quick serves are open throughout the Magic Kingdom. But they do, I believe, do special cupcakes in the bakery that are themed for Halloween. I have not seen anything for what's going to be for this year. So, I, you know, I'm not sure, but I, I do know they, they do have that. I think Cupcakes seems to be their, their new thing that they like to put either special characters on them and themed for different times of the year. So we'll have to keep a lookout for that. And Adrian will be the first one of our troop to check that out since she'll be at that, that very first party at the beginning of November. September. I have no problem being the research girl for snacks and candies. <laughs> totally cool with me. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I think that about wraps up our little Halloween tour of, of all the different Disney uh, properties that you can visit. 
throughout this time of year. Now, Halloween season, much like the Christmas season, starts about a month too early, two months too early, and and promptly ends uh, the day after Halloween. I, I imagine they're this week. They must be starting to put up the decorations if they have not already. It'll be it'll be ready to go full bloom for for that first Halloween party on September second, and then it'll go right through to. Halloween. Sometimes they have one November first, and then poof, <laughs> the next day it's Christmas. Magic of those of those cast members that work those overnight shifts to get that stuff done. Uh, Christmas doesn't happen as fast. It does take a little longer for them to get that f- everything f- full on for the parks and all the resorts because it, they get a little more elaborate with that than with Halloween. But it is just as amazing for either holiday on how they do it. So with that, we're gonna wrap this up and. So, as we do at the end of every episode, we will go around the uh, room here and give our social media accounts so everybody can follow along with us. So, we'll start with uh, Adrian tonight. All right. My blog is at wdwbound.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at adrienwdwbound and Twitter at wdwbound underscore com. Awesome. And Jessica? So my blog is Duchess of Disneyland. You can also find me on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland. My Twitter is Duchess Jessica. And then Instagram is The Duchess of Disneyland. All right, very good. And Milford? You can find my blog at uh, MilfordHutzel.com. That's my Milford on the Move blog. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Milford on the Move, and Twitter, Milford on, or Milford on Move. And I also wanted to mention this weekend is the ninth annual Indie Disney Meet uh, to benefit Give Kids the World. Uh, For those of you that don't know what Give Kids the World is, that's the village in Orlando that supports Make-A-Wish Foundation. So they are actually the organization that puts together all these trips for the Make-A-Wish kids to Disney World and Universal and different places in Orlando. This is their ninth annual meet. Uh, anybody that's listening in the Indiana area, or if you want to drive further, that's fine too. Uh, you can look up Indie Disney Meet on Facebook. Uh, it is scheduled for this Saturday from 1 to 7 at the Hamilton County Fairgrounds here in Noblesville, Indiana. And they will have lots of different stuff. Princesses, people dressed up as princesses. 501st uh, Stormtrooper, the Bloodfin Division from here in Indianapolis will be there in costumes. And they'll have a couple different levels of silent auctions going. Uh, just for example, last year they raised close to $20,000 for Give Kids the World through doing this. So there's lots of kids' activities and, and other such uh, festivities. And it includes a Dole Whip machine. Huh. Can't go wrong you with can't that. Get that out. Sold. You can't get that out. <laughs> so, no. That's all I got. Cool. Yeah, that Give Kids to the World is a fantastic organization. There is a lot of, I know there's other podcasts that do do stuff with that and are affiliated and do charity events and runs and meetups. So that they definitely are a a good organization and they do help out kids in need and families in need. So that that's awesome that they do that out there. And uh, Mike Relman from uh, be our guest. Be our guest is going to actually be here. Oh, nice. Doing his podcast from the show, from the uh, meet. So Fantastic. He was the one I was thinking of because I know he does do a lot of things uh, for that. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, 
that has to do with with what you said the 501st those guys are fantastic too that's they they do a ton of stuff for kids and there is garrisons all over the world and all over the country so you can i follow them on instagram at the official 501st it's they put out great pictures they do they're always at children's hospitals and even if you don't have a child in need or a sick child they will they can organize events and and anything that your wedding anniversary parties they're they're a fantastic organization all the way around i mean they're overseas they're everywhere and and the costumes that they have and the of, of all the different either types of stormtroopers magna guards jawas tuscan raiders i mean it, you name name a character from star wars there's somebody involved in it and uh so it's that's another and even the rebel side too yes have people from the rebel side too. they do have they do have people from the rebel side but the dark side's cooler so <laughs> i agree <clears throat> all right so <laughs> for our missing members that had to uh attend to other things as we were finishing up this recording you can find crystal on twitter and she is at disney brewing and for melanie you can catch her on her website which is at www.prepschool.com for all your disney cruise needs planning and Halloween cruise planning and fish extenders and everything that she was talking about you can find over on her site and they're also on Twitter at DCL Prep School and on Instagram and Pinterest at DCL Prep and as for myself you can find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. and on Twitter Instagram and the Periscope at Black Pearl 454 and as far as for Diz Explorers, we are on Facebook as the Diz Explorers. We're also on Twitter at the Diz Explorers and Instagram at the Diz Explorers. And you can also not watch but listen to our podcast on YouTube and you can search for us Diz Explorers on there. And if that's your preferred method, then thank you very much and we appreciate that. For those of you that listen on iTunes, we would appreciate a rating and a review. It's always nice to hear how we're doing from the listeners, and it also helps us out just knowing where we stand with the many Disney podcasts that are out there. Uh, and you can also, other platforms that we are on are Stitcher and TuneIn, for those of you who are, do not have an Apple product. And uh, I have not gotten a chance to listen for myself yet, but I know Jessica was on a, a guest on another podcast, I believe it was this week, called Talk About the Magic. Yes. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad to see that our our members are being their knowledge is being spread out through other Disney podcasts. It's always great to to know that means people are listening and either seeking out seeking them out through us or through their own personal accounts, but either way that's that's very cool and I do look forward to listening to that myself and and checking that out. So with that, that'll wrap up our Halloween episode. And we will talk to everybody next week. That was thrilling, wasn't it? And now, to end our ghostly gathering, we invite you to partake in our favorite Halloween tradition, the Scream Along! 